Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Sidewalk Talk Show. I'm here with Joe of Loud Luxury. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Where in Canada are you originally from? Uh, I'm from London, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Are your parents originally from there as well? Uh, my dad's from Italy and, and my mom was born in London. Oh. Yeah. What did your dad move uh, to Canada for? Uh, when my parents got together, they like oh. moved over and everything. So yeah. you still have like ton of family in Italy? Yeah, yeah. Like half my family is like, still there. Where in Italy? Uh, in the south. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> yeah, it's great. What do your parents do? Uh, so my dad was like a painter and a chef, and then. Uh, why does that just sound so Italian? I, don't know I mean, kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of is the thing. Yeah. Um, and my mom, she uh, she does like interior design, and then oh, she works wow. for the airline company. Back yeah. Home. Wait, so both your dads are chefs. Uh, Andrew's dad is like a little bit more of like a like a high-end chef. My dad, he's just doing it now because he just likes to do it. Oh. It's just kind of like a, a fun thing. So, but his like main profession is being a painter then? Yeah, he was like a painter. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name so people could like check his stuff out? Oh, it's not like, uh, it's it's like, um, not like actual yeah. paintings, but like uh, housing and, and stuff like that. Oh. You know, like on the inside of houses and yeah. Kind of yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so both your parents are so creative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What kind of music were they playing in the house when you were growing up? My mom would always play like a lot of different stuff, but um, like a lot of Elvis Presley. Like I remember, I got my first guitar when I was five, and uh, and then that, I think that was one of the first songs I learned was an Elvis song. Mm -hmm. Did you always wanted to pick up the guitar? You do a few instruments, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can play a few uh, different instruments. I can play a little bit of everything, but I mostly play like guitar and bass. And I switched more so over to bass, like when I was playing in bands and stuff in high school and like uh, after and like university. But um, yeah. What were the original bands that you played and what, what kind of like music was that? It was all like punk rock stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really embarrassing photos that you'll probably find from high school. Like, yeah, you. yeah. No, like actual punk, like I oh, had like wow. a mohawk and stuff. Damn. And, yeah, yeah. So who were you most inspired by during that mm, period? I really liked the Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah. A lot of like UK bands like The Clash, The Ramones, I really like. Um, Bad Religion, Dead Kennedys, like all, all those like old school guys. What did your parents think of your love for punk? And they they accepted it. They're like, I, I don't know how they really felt about it. Maybe they didn't like, were like, yeah, this is great. But I mean, they accepted it and they kind of were like, not, they didn't really, they weren't like, you can't do that kind of thing. Actually, going back a bit, like Porter Robinson was uh, impacted you a bit, right? Um, that, that, that story is a little bit different because okay. people say that, but that's not like kind of how Andrew and I met. I remember basically I, I was like opening for a lot of uh, DJs at the time and I was like, Andrew, like come to a show tonight. And then he's like, I don't really tell him too much about it. I was like, honestly, just come like you're going to have a good time. Like, don't even worry about it. And like, you'll come backstage, like blah, blah, blah. And this is like right as we sort of met each other. And then, um, yeah, like we, it was a really great show. Like, don't get me wrong, that was a, a, an incredible, incredible show. And what Porter was doing at the time it was really cool. And I don't think a lot of people were really doing that sort of thing. So that night was really cool because I think that was one of the first times that Andrew got to really experience 
kind of like what a show was oh, and yeah. you know what I mean like when it like actually seeing it from like all aspects like in the crowd and behind the stage and like that kind of thing was that taking up most of your time like did you do that after school I went to university and then I was originally gonna go for um, a law like I was gonna be oh. like a, like I kind of wanted to be like a prosecutor or something like well, that like criminal law so um, honestly I was just that's kind of something I, I was interested in like I really liked um, thought of becoming a lawyer so then wow. I found it interesting and I always loved like like criminal like like um, CSI I was like just gonna say I was yeah, asking like, you to watch that. TV shows yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like all that kind of stuff and like now there's like Mindhunter yeah. and like oh, all, so good. all those shows and it. stuff so like that kind of stuff I found really interesting so I went to school originally for that um, and then just like halfway through I was like, I don't, I honestly really, I'm getting bored of this and it, it, it just kind of like lost my interest. And then I ended up switching into the music program. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. But so I've always done yeah. music. I've always done music. Do you think if it wasn't way. for music that you'd like be a lawyer right now or? I mean, probably. Like, that's I'd so probably crazy. be doing something in that line. Like, I don't really know exactly what, but music was always kind of like, you know, that I, I'm drawn to this and this is where I want to go with things in my life. So, uh, that's always where if, if it came the opportunity to really like go for it, I would. It never occurred to you to study music? Um, I did in, in like high school a little bit and um, the school that I went to is more like classically trained. Like I would have had to play like a violin or like oh. be like an opera singer or something like that. <laughs> so I didn't really originally want to go into it um, at my school for that, but I found out later that there was um, like a production, like music oh. production course. So that's what that's how I got into it because um, that's what I actually wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I, I wasn't really interested to become like an opera singer and like yeah. be a music teacher or mm -hmm. something like that. So that's why I didn't really, I didn't go for it originally. When you were in these bands, was there original music or covers? Um, like, yeah, were you we, learning yeah, how to write? yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like original music um, and like obviously covers and stuff like that, but. We did, we did a lot of, um, a little bit of both, actually. So that really, so, whoa, how old were you when you started writing music then? Mm. Like, lyrics. So I feel like a lot of producers weren't writing lyrics first before. I don't know. I, I mean, not really so much lyrics, more so just kind of like songwriting and helping with songwriting and, and stuff like that. Like, I'm not a singer mm -hmm. originally, so I can sing in the shower, but... But uh, not originally, so it's like, for me, it was always just kind of like being a part of the process and like really like helping it out, you know? Mm -hmm. What were you using back then? Yeah, you know what? I actually, I did start on Ableton and then I didn't like it for a little while and then I moved to Logic and then I moved back to Ableton. Oh, well, what yeah. made you want to do the switch? A lot of people are watching uh, on producers, so I think they're like curious. Well, for me, um, at the time, like I had not like a really great computer because I didn't have a lot of money. So for Logic, um, like I started on Logic Nine, I think, and um, it, it it was very um, CPU heavy. So it would like mm. bog up my computer, and whenever I had like really big projects, it would like it the computer wouldn't run as well. But with Ableton, it the the computer ran really well, and then I just got so used to it. Like I still use Logic. But I use Logic if I'm going to be doing like live recording or if I'm going to like cut vocals and then they have really nice features for that. But then Ableton, I pretty much do all the production and all that stuff in. And the early music you were making sounded like a Vinci? Originally, what I would do is I would just try to 
like sit down and basically like how like somebody would cover a song like on a guitar yeah. or something like that I would sit there and try to like reproduce mm, what he did that's cool mm -hmm. so I'd like recreate his songs and what occurred to you to start the school group um, the DJ club yeah uh, yeah so I mean well my friend he he was part of it and he was the president at the time and then he asked me to like be a part of it and like join and like kind of help him out and then when he ended up graduating he's like you should be the president like you would you'd be really good this year and so I, I accepted I was like yeah like I'll, I'll, I'll try it out and then um, yeah it kind of just went from there with it what kind of reaction did your parents have when you realized you wanted to do music as a career and you didn't really use your law um, did you graduate yeah I did yeah. I did graduate you guys I, both did yeah. I graduated with two degrees I was there for a little bit what? longer yeah I was kind of like a Van Wilder but only because <laughs> I had to like it's not like I was just staying there because yeah. like I kind of stopped my one program and then fin and started a new one and then had like maybe a few more credits or something like that oh, for my old one yeah. so I was like I may as well finish it because I'll get two degrees That's so, so crazy. yeah so, so I actually the... have two degrees I have a uh, degree in criminology and I have a degree in music oh you so you did study music yeah I did yeah oh. like I switched into music halfway through university yeah yeah do you think it was helpful yeah yes yeah 100 yeah? because I was honestly at the time I was gonna probably just fail out like I didn't even I was so uninterested and like not about it that I like one of my one of my finals, like the year that I had some finals, I didn't even go to a couple. I was just like, nah, I don't want to go to it. <laughs> and they were teaching you like producing, producing? Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. But a lot of it, like I said, because it was a really like, um, the school we went to, it, it's very like um, orchestral and like yeah. opera based and that sort of thing. There was like maybe 20% uh, production and then the rest was more like theory and essay and like mm -hmm. writing about like the Beatles and stuff like that. And so your parents were supportive of you doing Yeah, yeah, like, like my mom was super supportive, my dad, like, they were just kind of like, as long as you're not, like, as long as you can afford to, like, yeah. fund your career and, like, do what you want to do, like, they're, they're cool with it. But then for the first year, it was, like, difficult for you guys, right? Yeah, oh my god, not, not even for the first year, like, Andrew and I, I don't know how much he told you, but, like, when he, because I graduated a little bit before him, so I was working a full-time job, and I was like pretty stable at the time. And oh, where, what were you doing? I was working at like a music store, so like kind of like a guitar center here. Okay. But I was in the sales office. So yeah. if if the if like a a company like like a hotel here would be like, oh, we want to install like an entire speaker system in the in the hotel, like how do we do that? Then I would like help do that basically. Oh, that's cool. So you yeah. know a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, like I that. know a little bit of everything. So yeah, like I was doing that and I had a pretty good pretty good job back home and then um, Andrew just had graduated and then our uh, managers that we started working with were like, you guys should just make the move to LA. Like if you really want to take this seriously, just go there. And then they obviously helped us out a little bit, but like once Andrew and I moved here, we kind of had to figure everything out for ourselves and really just like for the for the three years that we lived here, we were sharing a one-bedroom apartment, <laughs> shared the same bed for a while because that's all we could afford. Yeah. Had like a little pillow divider in between it. <laughs> pillow fort. Yeah, literally like a little pillow fort in between <laughs> us, and like we'd sleep and we'd just like, yeah. yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, like I mean, that's I think what you got to do though, and it gives us better perspective now because it's like we've been through the grind and we've been through the hustle and we've seen kind of different perspective of perspectives of things like I think I would rather have um, done that 
then had like a massive song back in Canada or whatever and then oh, we're like yeah. oh now we're super rich and now we have money like let's move to LA you know what I mean because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people will do that but it's like for us it, it, it puts better perspective on our lives being like okay you know what like we've been through hell like we've literally done it all and now you can like look back on it and be like appreciative of a lot more things and you know mm -hmm. what was the next big momentum after body well once body came out that was when we had really started like touring a lot like we had done maybe like 30 shows the year before and then the year after that it was like 100 200 shows or something wow. like that it was like it, it like shot like from like it was like an exponential like on a graph it just went yeah. like this how long after did you start getting to know Tiesto? Um, we knew Tiesto uh, pretty early on, before Body. Before oh, Body. Wow. Yeah, 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 before Body. Because we had released Fill Me In on um, Musical Freedom on his uh, sub-label. And, uh, and we had met him, and he was like, he's been amazing to us literally from the beginning. Like, he's been so supportive. He's, he, he's been a really great mentor. Um, like we met him uh, through a friend Julian uh, Zeko, um, who he did Jackie Chan with the song, mm -hmm. um, and he because he, like we we've, we've gone way back. Like I've known Julian since I think like I started first started DJing, so oh, wow. we've known each other for a long time. And one night, um, Tiesto was playing at a, a club uh, called Rebel in Toronto, and then he's like, "Oh, like you guys should meet him." So then we ended up, he introduced us, and uh, he likes to party, so he goes to me, and he's like, there's this massive bottle of vodka, and he's like, you should do a scorpion shot. And I'm like, what's that? And obviously I've been to college, and I was in a fraternity, so I, I'm not uh, a stranger to drinking. And he goes, it's like, you have to put the bottle over your head, and then you have to like pour it in your mouth from that. So I'm like, all right, like, why don't we do that? Let's try it. So I did it, and obviously because I'm a pro, I didn't get a single drop like anywhere else. Oh my God. And then everybody in the green room's like, ah! <laughs> but like, you're supposed to do it because it kind of like tricks you and you're supposed to like, it's very hard to do, so you'll like get it all over your face, yeah. basically. <laughs> so he's trying to trick me, but ha ha ha. I literally Googled what the scorpion shot was. Really? <laughs> I had like scorpions like in the shot. No, 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 no. For you guys. It's not that and dangerous. I was like, wow, you're so daring, like just dr like, drinking a whole scorpion because that's all the Google images was. I was like, I gotta ask you about this. No, it turns out no. to be something totally different. No, it's completely different. <laughs> I'm not that dangerous, but it is dangerous if you get it in your eyes, so be very oh, careful. you're right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then how about Martin Garrix? How did you meet him? Uh, honestly, that's kind of like the same sort of thing. Um, so we released Fill Me In, and then afterwards we saw this video of Martin talking about it, and they're like, what are your favorite songs right now? And he goes and he's like, oh, Fill Me In by Loud Luxury. Like, I literally brushed my teeth to it. Oh, wow. And like saying stuff like that. And we're like, oh my God, like what? Like, because obviously <laughs> like Martin Garrix is a massive deal. So we're like, wow, this is crazy. And then he had just come out with Scared to Be Lonely. And we literally just emailed him. We're like, hey, can we remix it? And he was like, I would love that. Like, that'd so be amazing. So just emailed it, like They just email emailed him? his people. Oh. And we're like, hey, can we remix it? And he was like, yes, that'd be amazing. And then uh, he brought us on some shows with him. Um, and then we became good friends, so he's, he's been awesome as well. Like, that's the, that's the thing, like a lot of the Dutch DJs are all very like supportive and, and they're all like really nice dudes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and are you, so you're signed now with Armada? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Armada, yeah. How did that happen? Um, well, that kind of started because we did a song with Borges, um, so we had like a little bit of a relationship and it was under Armada Trice, uh, which is like another sub-label of theirs. So we were already kind of like 
we'd worked with them, but nothing like extensively. And then um, we just had like a lot of music that we were working on in LA. Like literally every day, Andrew and I, like I would go for a hike and then come back, work on music. And like that was basically our day. Like eat, go to groceries, do laundry, and like yeah. make music. What was reaction when you got the Juno Award? That was probably the craziest thing that's happened like in my life to me. Yeah. Because it, not only because it's a Juno, like obviously that's a huge deal, but um, I, I don't know, last year was really weird because like obviously we had Body come out, we got nominated for Junos, we started like DJing like everywhere um, and it's like literally our career went from like no, relatively nothing to like actually making it a career. But um, so basically the way it works is in Canada, um, for those of you that don't know, is they um, like I know how the grant it's like the Canadian Grammys yeah. basically. but. Um, the Grammys, they typically do it in LA every year, but Canada, what they'll do is they'll um, they'll have like a raffle, and they'll get um, different cities selected oh, to so be cool. kind of like that. the Olympics, yeah. like that sort of thing. That's but, really but cool. For the grant, but for the Junos, and um, so last year, London, my hometown, got selected to be the host of the Junos, which I was like, oh my god, this is crazy! Like, I can't believe it's happening the there chances? this year. Yeah, like it's insane. So. It was really, really special winning it last year because not only was it like our biggest song that we've ever done and like really is what like kind of propelled our careers, but we got to celebrate winning a Juno and like literally everything in my hometown. So like my friends, my family, That's like literally awesome. everybody was there. And I think I went from like zero to a thousand that night because like <laughs> we won and we, there's this bar that we would always like DJ at back in college. And, it's so surreal. Like, and like legitimately, me, like, legitimately, like my friend owns it, and I texted him, and I'm like, "Get ready, like it's going down tonight." <laughs> like legitimately, what we did was we we bought like 60 bottles of of Grey Goose or something like that, or like I can't even remember. It was like vodka and tequila, and we literally had like every available person in the bar to like come out and do this like bottle <laughs> parade thing and then <laughs> and then as soon as they did that like the liquor inspector showed up and they're like oh they're God. like we have to take them away for a bit they're like we can't we can't have them out <laughs> and then by the end of the night it was literally just like bottles like horizontal like oh just gosh. like spilling it everywhere and i was like hanging from the rafters <laughs> like literally just like doing pull-ups all night i was like yeah <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. I uh, I celebrate pretty crazy sometimes. <laughs> I can tell. Oh my god. Um, and you have a residency at Hakistan? Or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's been like the holy grail of like DJing for us. Because uh, yeah. like literally, even before Andrew and I lived here, we would like take trips to LA. And then I remember the first time we actually came to LA, the last day we were here, we had a rental car and we were just... We were literally like went for a hike or something like that and we're like meditated for a bit and we're like we should go to Vegas. And then at lunch I think we were at like Earth Cafe or something. Oh we're so like, very LA we, this I morning. know, so LA. <laughs> and we're like, we should go to Vegas. We can just drop the car off in Vegas and oh, leave yeah. it there and just fly out of Vegas and switch <laughs> our flights. And then it like somehow was like turned into this like hangover like type of <laughs> like movie. story where oh we literally God. just like drove from LA to Vegas and then partied in Vegas all night and but like ever since then we were like we have to like literally all the biggest DJs are playing here and like Pakistan group they've been like they've been so good to us and it's been literally a dream being able to play at like some of the craziest venues that I've ever even seen in my life like 
Omnia, the chandelier is insane. Hakkasan, they just yeah. installed this like crazy light system, like a light grid. And Wet Republic's just like insanity all the time. So literally anytime we have to go to play in Vegas, I'm like, yes, like this is the <laughs> best thing ever. Because also too, we, we play a lot of different places and sometimes you don't really know what you're gonna get. Like, cause you're going to a new place, a new mm. city, a new club. So it's like always oh, very yeah. different. Whereas with Vegas, it's kind of like, you always know, like we're gonna get picked up. We eat at the same spots. We play at the, we, yeah, it's we like have like a routine. Have a nine to five. That's exactly <laughs> it. Like we have a little bit of a routine and it's like, and not to mention like they treat you like you literally like they roll out the red carpet for you. So yeah. it's like, it's like, it's nice. It's mm -hmm. a good feeling. You know what I mean? You come back and you know, everything's gonna be like perfect. How did you meet Bryce Vine? That's a funny story. So another LA story. Um, we were out one night because I think we were seeing uh, our friend Chantel, Jeffrey's uh, DJ. And so she, um, I think Bryce's agent kind of like is, affili is affiliated with the them. And uh, he, we were just like talking with them or whatever. And he goes and he's like, yeah, I work with Bryce Fine. I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, like, why? I'm like, I love his music. Like, he's incredible. He's like blowing so up good. right now. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. He's like, you want me to like get you in the studio with him? And like literally the, like that week we got in the studio and I was like, this is great. So then Bryce ends up showing us because uh, we were just like kind of going back and forth and like seeing what would work. And he shows us this like very early version uh, of I'm Not Alright. And it was just like a guitar literally just like the guitar that you hear in the song and the hook mm. like you're not um, all right I'm not like that basically it was just that like 15 seconds and we're like this is amazing like we have we have to do something with this so then basically what happened was um, the, the basically the next few months after that we were like in ubers planes like uh, hotel rooms and and we got studios in a lot of different cities that we were in um, and basically just like fleshed out the song is kind of like ad-libs like we would like have the part with the part that he wrote and then we produced the whole song and then we would like write different parts and kind of like Frankenstein it all together yeah. oh that's cool yeah so it's it, it was a little bit more unconventional in the way that we work but it was really cool like I, I that's the thing I like about making music it's not like always the same thing and that's why I like working with a lot of different people and collaborating with people because it's a story and you get to see like different sides of the story and you get to, you get to um, like basically get a new perspective on things. Mm -hmm. What's the inspiration for your upcoming EP? Um, that one, honestly, it's, it's just sort of the same sort of thing where we've been working on so much music and... Any themes or lyrics? Um, Any life stories? Night, well, it's called. It's gonna be called nights like this. Um, so I mean, basically, it's just. It's sort of like a metaphor for our life and and the crazy things that'll happen. So <laughs> I mean, it, it, we worked with a lot of different people on it, and we're really excited because again, it's like like I was saying, it tells like a lot of different stories and different perspectives from people from different backgrounds. So that's what I really love, and it's it's very diverse. Um, it's, it's got a few songs that like you you wouldn't really be like oh my god like they would produce that but it still has our sound mm -hmm. and that's the main thing it's like which we really strive for when we were here like eating oatmeal every day was literally like how do we have a sound how do we how do we get something that like when people hear it it's like oh that's them mm -hmm. you know um, how do you say our music has changed compared to the early songs you made <laughs> <laughs> 
They're a lot less shitty. <laughs> Our first songs, like, I, I can't even play them for you because they're so bad, but we've definitely grown. We've definitely yeah. grown. We've learned kind of some new things, which I'm very happy about. Um, but yeah, no, like, that's, that's all I can ask for is just, like, us learning and growing and continuing the journey and continuing the story and just making something that's really ours. You know, like mm -hmm. I don't want to go out and just like copy somebody or I don't want to, I don't want to have something that's not something that Andrew and I did. Mm -hmm. Last question. What does love mean to you? Uh, oh, that's a deep question. You're getting deep yeah. on me right now. <laughs> I mean, for me, love, it's, it's some, it's a feeling and it's something that you, you only, not only give, but you receive. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, more so it's appreciation also oh, yeah. that's what I think I it's like because if you can appreciate something then you can also love it so for me it's just like showing that and like I'm appreciative of this beautiful day so I love yeah. this day you know mm -hmm. yeah this is perfect thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> bye <laughs> see ya